Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another show, another week, another show, another week, another episode, another week, another lesson learned, another week, another violent death that happened somewhere. I don't really have a specific for you, but I'm certain somebody died a violent death in the past seven days. Um, Another week, another person starving to death. Another week, another person dying of cancer. Another week, another person dying of COVID. Another week, uh, uh, another person finding love. Another week, another person um, having their heart broken. Another week, another person coming out to their parents and being beaten uh, mercilessly with a braided belt. Um, But at the end of it all, we come back here. We convene here, we form Congress, and we discuss things about the week, and we relieve stress. It's a bit of a, if I, it's kind of similar to coming, I would say, Steve, this podcast. It's where people come to just relieve a bit of stress. There's nothing that we're going to be able to do as podcasters, Steve, to fix the lives of people. But what we can do is try to provide a hour to hour and a half outlet for the people of this great nation and nations surrounding this great nation uh, some relief. And so I would like to, you know, introduce, obviously, Steve Poikinen. He is going to be my cohort this podcast episode, and hopefully this podcast episode will be um, basically a, a digital masturbation tool for the listener. The I, I would like to think that you could get seven, possibly eight, even ten orgasms from this episode alone. I, yes. And by the way, anybody who masturbates to pornography with this playing in the background, understand that I am not offended. I have had podcasts playing in the background whilst masturbating. I understand that if you check out and then you come back in and you don't really understand what's going on, but you don't have the time to, to, to rewind it. I get it. Listen, I'm not offended. I'm not offended. Okay. You, you have to, you know, sometimes you have to make fluids come out of your penis and, and, um, who am I to tell you? No, I'm not the one that's the Lord. That's not me. That's the Lord. Okay. Steve Poikin is back, everybody. At Slow Newsday Show on Twitter and Instagram, I believe. And yes, um, you can, you know, main source, Rockfin. Go support him. Give him a little money. You know my saying make a little money, make a little Molly cocktail. But I also say give a little money, give a little Molly cocktail. <laughs> and um, I want you to go give Steve um, some support. And I want you to give him some money and some Molly cocktail. And um, I'm not entirely sure I've ever introduced the notion of make a little money, make a little Molly cocktail to a guest. Have I, have I ever explained that? Do I do know? not believe so. No, okay, sir. So, so yes, obviously sir. make a little money is the aspect of life that exudes um, responsibility, right? You have to be responsible. There's tasks you have to complete. There's things that you have to take care of. If you have a family, you have to provide for them. You have to go make money. You have to make sure that they are living a comfortable life. Make a little money embodies the 
taking on responsibility aspect of life. Make a little Molly cocktail, it was, which is actually short for make a little Molotov cocktail, but it doesn't roll off the tongue quite as well, so I say make a little Molly cocktail. Uh, make a little Molly cocktail embodies the almost free spirit aspect of the yin-yang balance in life where if your only work, if your only responsibility, if your only, um, you know, discipline and and whatever, then you're going to live an authoritarian life. So you have to balance it with the chaos. It's almost like a Jordan Peterson sense where you have to balance the chaos and and the order. The order is make a little money. The chaos is make a little Molly cocktail, and the and the and the goal would would be to find the balance between those two. That is a a, a beautiful sentiment, my friend. Can I tell you the the intro that I stole, uh, borrowed from a singer songwriter named Todd Snyder, uh, and the, this goes along with what you were trying to say. Um, <clears throat> basically, e- echoes the sentiment of what we do uh, on the shows that I'm on too, and it's just I don't I don't try to change anybody's mind about anything i I do this shit to ease my own mind about everything it works every time and if things go particularly well we can all expect about a 90 minute distraction from our impending doom yeah it's it's nice to know that um how am i coming in by the way you're a little muffled to be perfectly honest you were a little louder uh when when we uh were chatting before we recorded yeah i like it's not something's coming test 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 huh i think oh oh there you go jesus christ well i'm not going to go back and fix that um there's a switch on my microphone off and on oh yeah well that'll get you um it was halfway it's a real Ohio mistake. And here we were talking about the full completion and release that you get from the podcast. Yeah. Well, I so here's the thing. I'm probably going to have to go back and fucking just up my my vocals. And there's just going to be random fuzz and noise in the background because I wasn't actually speaking into a mic. Um, so I, I don't know how that's going to sound. Folks, if you're listening and you you made it to this point and, uh, you know, you, you braved out the fucking storming the Omaha Beach version of listening to audio on a podcast, um, congratulations. You're a soldier. You're a warrior. I give you, I bestow upon you the podcast Purple Heart. And now you go home and be treated poorly by the American citizenry because they didn't agree with the atrocities that the American government perpetrated on the Vietnamese. Listen, and by the way, let me tell you something about the Vietnamese. Seem pretty, pretty forgiving. I've never met a mad Vietnamese, but not, I've never, I've met a few Vietnamese person. They've never been mad at me. That's a fair point. It's a fair point. I, well, and to be, I mean, to be fair, you're not, uh, you're not in their restaurant or their bodega trying to steal. So they have no reason to be mad at you. Yeah. I've only ever seen Asian store owners be mad at black people. Like just blatantly over the top, not even trying to hide the racism 
mad at black people. Yeah. So I I love. So here's here's what what people, especially white liberal, and they tend to be women, uh, really miss out on American culture because a lot of white liberal women live in white neighborhoods. They have a white husband who is a douchey fuck and they have white friends with, you know, and maybe one of their white lady friends has a black husband and it's like, okay, and that's their idea of diversity. What they miss is the just overwhelmingly obvious racism in black, Asian, Indian, Mex like literally every minority is overwhelmingly racist oh. and it's fucking hilarious. So funny. So Dude, funny. I tell you who I think pro the the people that might be the worst is I think the I think the harshest conflict is the well there's two. It's the Asian versus black and the Indian versus black. I mean there's there are there are some harsh feelings in that rivalry. And I as a cold observer to a lot of these situations um truly enjoy it because again this is a this is a, an opportunity to see real you know real people act and not feel constrained by the fear of being labeled racist. It's so nice. It's so refreshing. I got to say, I haven't witnessed uh, the the black and Indian nearly as much as I pers personally witnessed the, the like, specifically Asian on black racism. <laughs> Although it does work in the reverse um, or, or racialism or whatever, you know, to put it in some uh, uh, Patrice O'Neill context. Um, but black versus indian i think that might be i think that might be funnier just because of the the animated accents when everybody gets you know heated so i've seen it well subways is where i see it i i see it a lot of subways dude i and by the way i've had so i have you're I, in jersey though that makes sense yeah so i went to into a subway with um I don't know. He he's a black friendish. Okay. He's a black guy I knew. That's what I'll say. Um, and I'm not saying that he's not a friend of mine because of what happened in this subway that I'm about to explain. It's there. There's other reasons. I order my sandwich, and the guy repeats the order back to me, and the and the the black guy that I was with right next to me openly and in front of the Indian guy's face mocks his accent to everybody in the fucking <laughs> in the store and I was like whoa whoa, whoa. chill I was like chill chill chill, chill. He's your whiteness kicked in yeah dude I was like because yeah. oh, oh, oh. I mean I like if one of my white friends did that I would have been like well if one of my white friends would have wanted to done that, I would have been like I don't I don't I don't know get him the fuck out like I would have like I would have said I don't know him. He's yeah. not. My, he's no friend of mine. But everybody watched you come in with the black dude, so they know that you're right. 
associated. Yeah. Yeah. So so I just was like, hey, was, and and uh, he didn't say they, and then they did end up getting into a verbal altercation when he ordered and then got to the register, and it wasn't even about him mocking the like the Indian guy just didn't give a shit, and then it I don't I don't even know I was like halfway out the door assuming that the the black guy that I was with would just be able to pay and leave but no they got into a verbal altercation and it became a thing but yeah it's it's and it's on Twitter too every once in a while uh I've seen screenshots of uh you know a black guy tweets something or quote tweets over like an Indian photo like you know it smelled crazy in there that's what he that's what they always say and then, like, a barrage of Indians come in and start saying, go back to the jungle, you know. You <laughs> it's wild, dude. It's crazy. And by the way, again, that's so refreshing. It's so good to see people. I am a fervent and vigorous believer in making fun of stereotypes and joking about race. I think it's important. And and by the way, the, the the by the way, the least racist but most racist joke uh, ethnicity and race in the entire world, Mexican. They love a good racist joke, dude. That's that's their true. Favorite fucking thing, dude. That's their. Favorite that's true. Thing. I I have worked in a number of restaurants and kitchens, stuff like that, man. And uh, <clears throat> there's no yeah. Not, not, I can't think of a, a different crew that will like hang out and just sling jokes no matter what they are or, or no matter how harsh they are, like uh, a bunch of kitchen Mexicans or like roofer Mexicans. Yeah, they're, they're 100% the, they're the bros, dude. Yeah. They are the bros. Well, it's the new blue collar, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you go to, you're like, I'm going to go to, uh, a place called Twin Peaks, Zach, which, okay, so Pasta tells me, we're going, it's, I think it's like John Lynch themed. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. And I'm like, John Pasta. Lynch? Yeah, 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 like the director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 Jane, is that wait, right? Or Jane? David Lynch. Yeah, no, yeah, it's not John. John Lynch was a safety Football for the player. Denver Broncos. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I do, you know, it's a common name. Yeah. Uh, whatever, the fucking... Twin Peaks guy, um, and, and he thinks it's because he's a a movie pasta is a movie dude. Now I'm a scumbag, so when he tells me that we're going to a place called Twin Peaks, I'm like, so is it like a level three strip bar, or, or you know, or are my boots gonna stick to the floor? And he's like, no, 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 no. And we pull up and we get there, and it's UFC Hooters, like all the girls are dressed like ring girls. Oh. Um, Oh, it's uh, fantastic, dude! And everybody's in a yeah. Everybody's in wonderful mood. Everybody's watching the fights, and eighty percent of the crowd is Mexican. Eighty percent of the crowd because they're blue collar, right? You know, you take the blue collar element away from you know, what the homogenous groups of white people that typically made it up historically, and you turn them all into like. IT, you know, retards and a bunch of woke freaking morons. And so you lose 
the element culturally because growing up we weren't it's not like you only heard racial jokes or skin you know whatever i mean we had Polak jokes for days there were yeah. things only in spend jokes you're from north dakota you kind of you know that shit south dakota but yeah south dakota spin and only jokes yeah. all that kind of shit like that's you know that's part you're Dude. making fun of different cultures so here's my point yeah. though if we homogenize culture to the point to where there aren't the, there isn't just a a cornucopia of material like that'll be the death of society yeah you gotta you gotta be able to so so when i went to college i played baseball in college and the college that i went to recruited a lot of southern california dudes and they were just all mexican they're just all fucking and i mean fucking bean burrito mexicans <laughs> like it yeah it was it was mexican and um and I, I like so Mexican that you could you could see the space in between each lip hair. Okay, that's okay. how Mexican it was. And dude, okay. they would they would slowpoke Rodriguez style. Yeah, dude, like legitimately, yeah, yeah. like a racist drew it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So he they and, and by the way they would say insane shit, insane shit. And by they're lucky they came to South Dakota and said it because. All the white guys, like every, I was from South Dakota. All the white boys on the team were from South Dakota. So when they would come there and just say crazy shit, we were like, <laughs> we were like, literally, we were like, this is amazing. I never, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I want a wall anymore. Like that was, it was crazy. And I remember it was, it was just, I've never seen a more willing group of people to laugh about what, is considered now in mainstream that's my cat by the way uh Word. uh in mainstream society as as like a horrible sentiment they are the most willing to laugh at like dude they <laughs> dude the shit that they said about like slavery is fucking wild oh, dude bro yo man okay so i know some fucking vatos bro yeah. like and, and the yeah, because you you know it's it's the blue collar community now, and it's the gangster community as well. And traditionally, and your whole method of survival, even if you're already like predispositioned or predetermined to you know be in prison by the time you're 19, even then you have to keep up and you have to be funny and you have to be able to like. Yeah, verbally combat, you know, sparse, all that kind of shit. So like, I get it, dude. I get it. One hundred percent. If you look at comedy audiences right now, kind of the same thing, you know, even on our show, like we have whatever AM wake up is, it's also a comedy show. And like all of the love that we get for the fucked up jokes that I throw out on that show overwhelmingly from uh from mexicans or latin american with uh, that part of the audience yeah it's weird because i when i check i in spotify at least i can see where my listeners are from 
And I do have a super, I, th- these are the two biggest states, California and Texas. And Texas, I understood, because, Texas, I guessed it was just like white guys who were like, yeah, they were fucking, they were sitting at the table and they're like, fucking, yeah. They were like, yeah, fucking, yeah. Just a couple of ANCAPs fucking yeah. staring at each other yeah. while they masturbate. Yeah. yeah. Whoever fuck comes first has to fucking buy groceries next week. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, I don't really like gay marriage, but it's not government's job to solve it. It's like, yeah, it's basically them sitting at a fucking shitty wood table that they lost the leaf to so they can't extend it when their family comes over for fucking holidays arm wrestling over the definition of intellectual property yeah yeah (laughs) and uh and then california i I completely didn't understand and uh then i looked and i have a pretty strong they don't specify what ethnicity it is but they do specify like i forget how they label it but like like of color or like minority. I got a strong one coming from California. I think it's just all Mexicans. <laughs> Either that or it is five foot nothing, 212 pound Filipina bitches who are like someday poppy. Yeah, true. Gonna you know, meet. dude, gonna dude, meet. You know someday. what? Someday. Listen, I love all races if they just admit that whites are a little bit better. The only thing that enrages me is how fucking similar Filipinos are to Mexicans. Bro, it's crazy. Gabriel Lopez, the guy who hosts the comedy show down the road from me, that if anybody is listening and you're in Las Vegas, Friday night at the South Point, the Dirty at 1230, free comedy show, totally uncensored. You get, like, just legends in the comedy game that if they're in town they'll come up and do 15 and leave like it's fantastic um the he'll do a race check in the audience to kick it guys he's the host of the show do a race check in the audience kind of fill out where the room is got the asians a couple of weeks ago this one chick raises her hand and he's like what are you and she goes i'm filipino he goes you're not asian yeah you're a mexican that pays your bills on time that's dude it's crazy i have fucking i have a uh like a, a filipino friend who moved here here's what i'll say he moved here recently enough to where you can't understand a single fucking word he says and has whip marks on his back because the teachers they'll fucking they still hit you over there and like the baseline optimism and uh sort of shameless willingness to be racist and kind of you know and the, the ins- just the insane like 7 to 7 work ethic it's like they literally the, i can't you put a mexican just cuz filipinos filipinos can get big some filipinos can get a little bit they can get kind of big that's the only difference Mexicans are usually, they're short and they're stout, but every once in a while you'll see a pretty fucking, like a, a 5'11 to 6'1 Filipino. Um, that would be the only way you could tell them apart. Because I, I mean, they're, and they're, God damn it, they're just, they're just about the same hue. They're just like, about, just about. The Mexicans are a little more red and the Filipinos are a little more yellow. That's yeah. about it. Yeah. 
It's like it's literally one one. You could if you leave. Here's how you t- here's how the, how you tell the difference between a Filipino and a Mexican. You chain them to boards and leave them out in the sun for 24 hours. The Mexican will look not sunburned, but a little more sunburned than the Filipino because he has the red undertone. That's how you tell. Okay. Okay. I was going to say you just let a pit bull out and the one that tries <laughs> to like grab a hold of it to take it to go over to his cousin's house is yeah. the Mexican. The one yeah. who tries to eat it is the Filipino. True. Oh, Jesus. That's fucking true. <laughs> That's true. You better hope a fucking. And by the way, the only way you're going to get that pit bull is if you steal it from a fucking a single black male with a fucking a really really small front yard for some reason just a tiny front yard a little postage stamp of and there's like a two and a half foot uh chain link fence around it that's like Dude. not tall enough to stop anybody from doing anything you know what i i've noticed black people don't own cats it depends okay so there's a couple there's a, a long and storied kind of relationship with black people and cats and the ones that are super fucking witchy oh they'll they'll cat it up oh, they true. will for sure for sure but like on, the haitians on the what well, okay so that whole diaspora there in the caribbean anywhere anywhere where you got to cut a chicken to get an answer all right mm, yeah the, there's cats involved too true so uh they're so spooky. they're a bit spooky the cats Yes. They're nocturnal. Yeah. Yeah. And they see ghosts and they channel spirits. And they're probably trip. there. I watched a, a national Ge- geographic thing a long ass time ago. And the, uh, the vet that they had the explaining this just looked like a complete and total dork. And he was like, yeah, cats experience, uh, for about 60 to 80% of their lives. What we would most closely associate with as a psychedelic trip. I've I have two cats and their behavior does reflect. I mean they do wild shit. They at at any given moment they are liable to fucking melt down and just start going, dude. It's wild. They are a wild creature. Here's what I'll say. Here's here's actually what and correct me if I'm wrong. In the black woman community the larger the areola, the more likely they are to own a cat. In the white woman community, the smaller the areola, the more likely they are to own a cat. Yeah, I'm, I'm going through the mental Rolodex of both black and white women that I've slept with that were also cat owners, mm. cross-referencing, and I'm going to have to agree with you on that. I think it's just have because, to agree with you on that. Um, particularly you know, Caribbean born black women, African black women, they tend to have a, there tend to be some type of genetic something that creates a, the larger areola. Um, and so my assumption is that in those cultures where they're a bit more spiritual, which seems to be in tandem with the larger areola, they seem to be more aligned with cats. I don't see a lot of, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth generation born black women who are all that interested in cats. With white women, 
I think the more American they are, the more prone they are to getting a cat. And I feel like American Americanism really is it uh, the embodiment of the American woman is the smaller areola in my opinion. And um, so basically what I'm saying is by tying together this areola concept, the more American a woman is, the more likely she is to own a cat, the more America-oriented she is with her culture that she grew up in and that she relates to. And the more American uh, you are, the smaller the areola. I think you may have cracked the code, my friend. Right? I think you may have done it. Maybe. I don't groundbreaking. know. It's groundbreaking. No, no, no. I, I write this down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I do listen. I've always said that the cats are the cat is a very areola oriented uh, feline. You know, it's I, I do believe there's some cats that I think could go the opposite way. I think, um, you know, I think if you own a leopard, you are an Arab man, in which case you have a small areola. You know, it's 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 species. It's subspecies based. Okay, so, so this does correlate because Mike Tyson, relatively small areola for a large man, did own a tiger. He did. What happened to that tiger? Do we know what happened to that tiger? Oh, I think we know what happened to that tiger. We do. Yeah. 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 I, I, so I, I don't know. So from the movie The Hangover to now, I feel like he wasn't any... He, he never, like... When did The Hangover come out? 2015? Something like that? Something like that. From 2015 to 2020 until he started, like, smoking weed and coming out with his weed shit. Like, he just didn't you didn't hear a thing from him. And I feel like in that, in that period of time, something, uh, something like the fucking Russian sleep experiment happened on that tiger <laughs> the mike tyson mysteries happened during that time though didn't they what are those the mike tyson mysteries zach is an animated series where mike tyson and a couple of friends run around solving mysteries and norm mcdonald plays a talking bird in this thing wait so hold on my he, mike tyson actually like was voicing himself oh yeah dude what what? Okay. So, uh, according to Wikipedia, uh, Mike Tyson Mysteries is uh, an American adult animated television series uh, premiered on October 27th, 2014 on Adult Swim. The series features Mike Tyson solving mysteries in the style of Scooby-Doo or Johnny Quest. Uh, <laughs> ran through 2020. Jesus um yeah on adult swim um let's see yeah mike tyson norm mcdonald jim rash and rachel ramras did the uh voices on it hmm. i uh i never heard of this i can't believe that norm mcdonald and mike tyson were colleagues at he plays case. he plays himself solving mysteries that's wild. That is wild. I can't imagine 
well, I mean, if Norm Macdonald was on it, it's probably pretty funny. But I mean, there's some, I've seen I've seen some episodes. I've seen a bunch of clips, dude. It's hysterical. I'm watching ABC News right now, and they're already start they're already starting to do the uh, advertisements for their New Year's Eve bash. And I'm wondering if they're gonna do the the um, the Anderson Cooper and who's the other fag that gets hammered with him on Dan Andy Cohen Andy Cohen. Oh 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 yeah, 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 yeah. They both they both get fucked up and they do the New Year's Eve thing. And last year Andy Cohen started talking about how Bill De Blasio sucks and. Uh, uh, Anderson Cooper was like, well, <laughs> and it was like, dude, when the liberal gay dude starts fucking talking about how much somebody sucks, you got to listen, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. cause, and by the way, when a conservative gay dude starts talking about somebody sucking, they're just mad at that guy. <laughs> They they don't necessarily suck. They just are probably mad at him for some reason. But when a lib starts talking about a politician who sucks, that is also liberal. Holy shit, dude! You you must be mentally feeble for Andy Cohen to go and get drunk and say you suck. Like it. Holy shit, dude. I would you know ju- who I miss? I miss Bloomberg. I miss Bloomberg. I miss Ju- I miss Giuliani. I want I want somebody to stop and I'll say it. I'll I'll be the one to say it. I miss Rudy. I'll miss I'll say it. I think that <laughs> I think that some of these minorities that I, some of them scare me. They scare me. I go on the sub. And I'm a minority, so don't come at me. Yeah, dude. I w- <laughs> dude, I tell you what. Let me tell you something. When when gays, when like overtly gay white men, particularly, break the liberal uh, paradigm and start just teeing off on liberal policies, dude, it's my favorite fucking thing in the world. Like, dude, if if and it only happens if it seems with like personal experience. So if like a Mexican guy stole their fucking handbag, they'll be like, you know what? I'm starting to think that we did need a wall, and they'll. <laughs> And everything is breathy, you know. <laughs> it's just I love it, dude. I love I love the fucking when the guardrails come off of all of these political, like demographic bullshit. Like it's just the best thing in the world. I love it. I love it when a, a black guy is a conservative. I love it when I honestly kind of I think it's hilarious when a white guy is like a limperous liberal. I think it's funny. It's funny to me. Like I my favorite thing in the world probably existing at the at the moment is Herschel Walker's son. I don't know if you've seen him. <laughs> Walker, the Starbucks thing? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, or just dude. in general. Where he's like Because that guy is a man-again. that guy's a gift. Dude. He's fucking wild, man. He's he is a and he like turned against his dad during the campaign. He said, "You weren't there for me." And then like at the last week, he's like, "But you're probably better than uh, Warnock." <laughs> Dude, he's he's crazy. It's insane. But it's that guy has like 17 Instagram filters on him at all times. It is so weird. Dude, he's jacked. 
I fucking am so, I hate it. I hate it. He's the son of Herschel Walker and probably some fucking amazing supermodel. And he, I, I can, dude, he doesn't do any, I've heard his coffee order. He ha, he's taking in like 5,000 grams of sugar every day and he's fucking jacked. And I'm sitting here looking like one of those fucking stress balls where when you squeeze it, it takes a while for it to go back to the round shape. Like that's what I'm, I look like a stressed ball where the, it's like beans inside with like the stretchy outer part. And it takes a while for it to go back to shape. And I look like some fucking, you know, down syndrome kid was playing with it in a fucking waiting room. I I look like that. And And yet there's, I'm cutting out carbs. I'm fucking trying to do keto and there's Christian Walker screaming on a better iPhone than I have going through the Starbucks drive-thru. It's like, I mean, listen, if there's ever been a reason to hate the gays, it's that I'm sitting here looking like an idiot with my fucking shitty, white, gross fucking Play-Doh stomach and he's just strutting through life looking like a god, looking like a goddamn Adonis, dude. Looking like a fucking, whew. Okay, but, but... We get Chick-fil-A. Yeah, that's true, dude. And so, also, like... Also, also... He's fucking, and pussy. We get Chick-fil-A and pussy. So, Chick- I mean, it seems like a win-win for also, us. Also, dude, I get to fucking walk through the gates of heaven? <laughs> there also, is that. You will you will not be uh, smote by your Lord and Savior. So, Dude, plus... Plus, dude, he's gay. <laughs> I'm straight as fuck, bro. Me and my dad, we don't talk about anything but sports. We can't connect on anything other than that. We can't connect on a deeper level because we're straight as fuck. Okay? Come on now. We're talking about sports and politics and how angry we are about everything, dude. That's what we connect on, fucking anger. And we don't Let's go like put it. Put something in a vice and dude, sand it too we much. Don't, we, don't, <laughs> we don't like Kareem Jean Pierre. He's too much. We don't like that. Man, that girl's cute, dude. I know. She's pretty I hot, know, dude. She's pretty I know, hot. but... Ugh. It makes it hotter that she isn't very, like, on top of it. That like, she's it, dumb as a post yeah, and dude, bad like, at her job, and you just, like, the, the fucking... The boss in you comes out, you just want to be like, all right, dude, it's, obviously yeah. you're not here because you're, you're good at the shit that your job is supposed to, you know, do. So let's... Mm-hmm. Ladies, you go over. a quick uh, a quick word of advice. The quickest way to a man's heart is acting stupid and silly. You'd be like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> just do that. Just say that. Just just don't even. You don't. You have to say, oh, I don't know, and this kind of trail off. Just go, oh, I don't know. <laughs> That's it. That's all you got to do. That's all you have to do, and everybody's gonna be like, I can fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody like they're gonna do that click too with their fucking time. They're gonna go, Yeah, I'm gonna uh, <laughs> that's that's exactly what's gonna happen. Dude, put three that's drinks true. put three drinks in a man, present him in, you know, sit him in front of a dumb woman. It really it doesn't matter much what they look like. If they're just stupid and you're three drinks, four drinks, five drinks in, you're just sitting there and you're like yeah, I'm the dominant one in this situation. <laughs> I have got this under dude. control. Fucking and then yeah, dude. If you as she says something and you and they go, 
silly girl. No, come, why don't you come over here? I'll tell. Listen, we're but gonna... but Kev, Kareen uh, Abdul Jean Claude Van Pierre is not that. She's not that. She's not that dumb bitch, dude. Because she is also an identity politics shield and stick at the same time, dude. I bet she right? can make her asshole do the whoop whoop whoop. Guaranteed. Thing. Yeah, guaranteed. Dude. And, and, and I guarantee that she wears the fucking fist glove in that relationship too. Is she? She is a. She's gay, right? One hundred percent. Which yeah. you know, nobody's perfect, right? Yeah, again, dude. It goes back to dude, God. Black woman and gay? Are you kidding me, dude? That's and sh- immigrant too, because she's from Haiti. Damn. But Lord. not like we've got machete. He's Haiti. I'm from the resort community of Martinique, Haiti. How can you turn your fucking back on your people like that, Kareem Jean-Pierre? How can you be a liberal when the Clintons did so much to Haiti? Like, how how can you even come close to being an American liberal politician when the Clintons sucked the lifeblood out of your home country, dude? That's fucking nuts. I don't understand that. It's pretty crazy. That's crazy. That is nuts. And that's why, though, because because she's that person. That's why when homeboy from the African media outlet that keeps trying to get a question in at every press briefing, Simon, where she's like, yeah, no, we're not going to do this, buddy. Whatever. And he's like, but I was just trying to get one question in. Yeah. Just one, just one, Kari. And she's like, eh, you know what? Your colleagues are here and they have to watch you behave like this. And we're just trying. I just want that one. I just want that one. I just, I would love it if she went, shut up. <laughs> She's almost there, dude. She is almost there. Oh, God. Did, did was... you see her when they like, he's asking Fauci a question, trying to ask Fauci about the origins of COVID. And she just comes in and she's like, yeah, we're done here. Yeah, dude, she's, uh, she's, uh, yeah, no, she's, she's, what's the, I'm forgetting the slur, it's not really a slur, it's a, the, the Uncle Tom, she's, she's the, the legitimate Uncle Tom, not even by race, but just by establishment politics, like, she is the Uncle Tom of establishment politics. Karin, I am not from here, why do they keep calling you a raccoon? (laughs) I do not understand. Yeah. Yeah. There's also uh, something that it's a term. It's a two-word term, and the first word is house. And I'm not going to say it because Bill Maher got in trouble. And if Bill Maher can't say it, then I sure as hell can't say it. So I'm going to leave it up for the imagination for my audience. Okay? You can fill in the fucking blank. You can play a little Mad Libs. And, uh, you know, if you want to spell it with the E-R or the A, that's up to you. But it's not for me to say um yeah but she's a psychopath and all i can think about whenever she's up there is is how much i thought jen Saki sucked and now i learned my lesson dude the the just dead-eyed sociopathic robotic delivery of pitch perfect lies from that freaking peppermint patty looking robot nazi i guarantee you though when she sits on your face it's probably something wild dude 
the there is probably a motor in her she's probably got a setting that if you just reach up and right by one of those super tiny areolas because you know she's got 15 caps dude tiny little fucking you can and they're really light too you can barely see them you can barely tell when they're nipples like freckles zach nipples like freckles yep yeah oh my god i'm looking at maxine waters holy shit not nipples like freckles dude (laughs) no her nipples look dude why is she dyeing her hair light brown what is wrong with her how does she have cellulite on the front of her legs what the fuck holy shit the front of her legs looks like a fucking you ever seen hail damage on a fucking nissan sentra her fuck the front of her legs look like a hail damage on the front of a fucking maroon nissan sentra holy shit and she's going to be she's going to be asking questions on behalf of the state to Sam Bankman Fried any like this week this coming week because they're having the FTX congressional hearings and that's going to amount to I don't know watching Congress jerk off their next Epstein in front of everybody it's wild yes. dude that whole entire story I refused to go into it on the podcast and I'm still going to refuse it because I've just I've taken too many dives on this thing and it's just I don't even have the energy for this one. I just like I can't I can't like I I I it it was clearly clearly what was happening was you know uh it was a a a seemingly DNC money laundering scheme. Uh, Sam Bankman-Fried's mother was like a, 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 a DNC fundraising woman who had started like three political action committees. Um, and basically what seemed to be happening on a very surface level without going into too much, too much detail, um, you know, Biden gives a bunch of money to the Ukrainian war effort. Um, and everybody heard those stories about like really like 30%, only 30% of the funds that uh, America was giving Ukraine were reaching the, 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 you know, the front end of the war effort. And people were saying, where the fuck is this money going? Then it comes out that FTX was, was, you know, jo- or like teaming up with the Ukraine for them to reinvest their wealth into the company so they could multiply quote unquote their wealth and then you know tens of millions of dollars were going back to the dnc so it seemed to be a circular money laundering scheme for the democratic national committee and uh you know at this point i don't What's the so here's we'll, we'll skip all the other shit that we can go into with this. What's the what do you see the 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 sentence for him being? Is he just going to walk? Is he going to go to prison for two years, ten years, twenty five years? So okay, everybody knows he's a crook. Everybody knows that he's a weirdo. Everybody knows that he's also 
also connected to the Clintons, the Ukraine thing, the Bidens. Um, I would guess that you're going to see some sort of similar thing, like where they give him any kind of prison time is he drives himself there. He's still allowed to maintain an office, stuff yeah. like that. Like three um, years prison, five years probation type of thing? Maybe. Maybe. Or uh, there's an immunity agreement. And he goes and he finds some other people to finger point at for some other stuff that's going to take the heat off of prominent Democrats that will be at that time currently being under investigation by the incoming GOP Congress. And it'll just be this whole, you know, wheel o distraction. Um, but the money's already the money's already gone. The money's already been laundering. That operation ran successfully through the 2022 midterms. So they'll have a brand new money laundering operation cooked up for the, you know, the presidential election in a couple of years. They were probably wanting to get more longevity out of this. Probably. They put the name on a freaking Miami Heat Stadium, you know, but uh, it's all imaginary money anyway. Dude, how, how easy come, easy go. Like if you had to choose the state that symbolized, you know, a hollow economic sentiment could Florida not be the particularly a city could Miami not be a better fucking symbol of that the only other one is this one and that, that's Vegas Vegas yeah yeah but at least in and at least in Vegas it's built on the house wins and I think that's kind of what happened with the FTX thing too Although yeah. you're probably not going to find out about it for a couple of years. the There'll be a thing where like once people get thrown off of YouTube for investigating it in real time and talking about it. And then five years down the road, Matt Taibbi will write a book about it and they'll give him an award. <laughs> I don't know what he looks like. And that upsets me. I refuse he, to look it up. Uh, he looks like. Is he kind no, of a. Hey, hang on, is boy, he, hold is up. he Muslim looking? Um, not necessarily, you know, what he, he looks like is if you shaved Billy bald Thornton and stretched him out a little bit. Wow. Okay. So he looks, I don't, I don't know. He looks like a, like the part of a guitar a little bit. Like he kind of looks like a tuning peg. Yeah. Just or or like the you know, yeah, or like the neck of it really. Maybe if you held it upside, you know what? <laughs> I'll pull up a picture. Okay, well I don't. Taibi seems a little little. It's a it's a bit Middle Eastern for my. It life. does sound foreign. It does sound a little foreign. Listen, I'm a good German German Irish boy from South Dakota, the heart of the country. Okay, I don't mess about with all of these. Um, yeah, no, he's pretty not good looking. Am I right about the stretched out Billy yeah, Bob Thornton it does. thing? It's, it, I wouldn't say stretched. I would say from the from the eye line to the top of the head. Yes. Well, he's a taller fella. Is he? He's a big boy. Yeah. See, I the fucking what. Yeah, dude, he looks like he looks like um if you know the guy who committed suicide in full metal jacket? Oh, oh yes, yes, Kyle. 
Yeah, yeah, he looks like him if he if that guy well he he just looks like him. That's what he looks like to me. A little bit of Ethan Suppley there. Yeah, dude, he he looks like if the guy who committed suicide in Full Metal Jacket didn't commit suicide and just became a Disney adult. That's what he looks like to me. He looks like he keeps a fucking a spiral notebook of schizophrenic thoughts um, that stemmed only from observing the- things that weren't there during Disney movies. That's what, what he is looks it like with, to me. What is it with Disney and grown-ups? Why are there grown-ups that are fascinated with Walt Disney World? I for I have a, a like life a dating show with my friend Sugar Tits. Mm-hmm. And so and we got uh uh dating app profiles for it for a couple blunt, of weeks. What's it? Blunt talk, right? Blunt force blunt wisdom. Force. Blunt yeah, force. it's a fun show, man. It really is it's fun as fuck. Um and we got dating app profiles for it for a couple of weeks, and there were so many Disney adults. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think probably the refusal to I think it's a I think it's a subtle refusal of adults accepting the fact that they have to be re- adults and take on adult responsibilities. You know I, who are the worst at it? The worst, the most egregious Disney grown-ups. Overweight, and white it may surprise. No, no, no. Overweight Americanized Mexican women. <laughs> really? If you're a third generation Mexican oh. or longer, and you're uh, a pudgy gal, you are most likely to be a Disney adult. Wow. Well, overweight is definitely... Kind of goes without saying, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's probably not... It's it's an indicator of the West's downfall, really. I think the obsession, not only with Disney, but just adults' obsession with cartoons. I, I think that that probably is not good. I think that there's some things that adults should not be interested in. Um, I don't think adults should be interested in drawing. Unless you are making a lot of money off of it, you shouldn't be interested in drawing. You shouldn't be interested in um, watching cartoons. You shouldn't be interested in collecting things. You shouldn't be interested in... What if you're collecting guns or food? Yeah, uh, well... I think that's less of collecting and more of stockpiling up yes there's a difference between collecting and stockpiling okay i'll I'll give you that yes collecting is collecting is for a a strictly personal gain for maybe monetary's sake but usually just personal reasons stockpiling is there's an external thing that I think is going to happen and this is going to be needed. Like I've never met a beanie baby collector who goes, the end of the world is coming and the only thing that can stop radiation poisoning is the bee, the, the fucking beads in these goddamn, you know what I mean? So there's definitely like stockpiling is, is a f- not a fear of something. A, it, it's a forecasting of something. A collection is 
is a red flag, really. <laughs> it's just what it is. Um, no, that's fair. That's fair. And if it sounded like there's like horses in my apartment, all of a sudden it's because the dogs are up and mobile. Dude, I fucking don't care. Would it be funny if Brittany Griner got traded? Right, she she we trade him for the Russian arms dealer, and she gets on the plane, and she's on the way back home, and then the plane crashed. <laughs> she just they just Kobe it right into the side of a mountain. That'd be fucking hilarious, dude. There was a comedian last night at the club. It was like, man, he was like, now you know, you think what you want to about you know what happened with her uh, coming back for like you know basically like their John Wick. Um, but I, I'll tell you what, man, at no point I have more people ever given a fuck about a WNBA trade. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Do you think she had, there's, there's all, there's been that conspiracy theory that she's a man. She is totally a man. That's Juana man in a, but there's the, no dude, the, there's Brittany Griner. Come on, bro. Have you heard Brittany talk? No, I've never, no. Stunt. I didn't realize that that there was any television network giving her any airtime. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! They're showing her highlights. She looks, dude. She looks like, like Kevin Garnett. She look, a little well, she bit like Larry skinned. Fitzgerald. She, looks she like well, she does look like Larry Fitzgerald. Like she literally looks like Larry Fitzgerald, dude. The only yeah. thing, the only thing that I'll have to admit that is. She, if she is a man, she has the like skinny. If she is a man, she probably has a massive dick because every guy built like that seems to have just a hog on him. Like the the Ethiopian fucking lumber. Yeah, so like kind of cut a little bit, thin. Seems to be like, I don't know. I feel like a light skinned guy. If I looked at a light skin who a person who I thought was a guy and I looked at him and he looked like that, I would go, Oh yeah, that is there's a there's like three D batteries taped together in in that yeah, it's yeah. yeah. But maybe listen I God, they got three black women reporting on this on ABC News Live. Could they be more tr- fucking obvious and transparent? They're talking about Brittany Griner. There's three black women, two field reporters, and a fucking... What do they need two field reporters for, for that Hold story? on, hold on, hold on. Listen to this. Three black women, two field reporters, one house reporter. Fucking come on, baby. There you come go. Come on well about done. it. Well baby. done. Come well the done. fuck on about it. What are you going to do? I'm fucking on fire right now. Don't you... <laughs> come on. Dude, he got the the Russian arms dealer got very thin in American prison. He looks good now. Yeah, yeah, a little svelte. Yeah, in I lock w- up. You know, here's he, here's how insane this prison prisoner trade was. I'd rather have sex with him than Brittany Griner. Well, at least with the arms dealer, you have the the like kind of sense that there might be some cuddling after. With Brittany, you know you're just getting ragdolled, and then he's going to bounce. Yeah. No, I don't want skeleton arms coming over to my. I don't want. I don't want to be cuddled by. I don't want to be spooned by skeleton arms. 
I just want I just want the loving fucking feeling of a of of the of the loose skin on the arm of a white man who lost a bunch of weight. That's all I want, Steve. There That's really go. all I want. Oh god, now they're going to a white woman. Jesus. I tell you one thing, if I wasn't planning on making this episode anti-woman, but I swear to Christ I will. You know, I never plan on making any episode anti-woman, but damned if they don't, just sort of naturally. <laughs> it seems to be the it seems to be the fucking it's like follow the yellow brick road. That's how you get to Emerald City, baby. You you want to get to Emerald City, you got to fucking you got to be a little bit sexist. You pull back that curtain, guess what's guess what that curtain is? That curtain's a labia. You're pulling that shit back to find the hole and guess what? When you pull that curtain back and you take a big a big a big large sniff of that hole, it's not going to smell great. So is this a, a regular episode or a Patreon episode? No, this is a regular episode. Okay, have me D- for a Patreon episode. I'll tell you about the date I went on last night. Oh, okay. Hey, I tell you what, are we an hour in? We're an hour in. Okay, let's let's um, let me make a note, and I'm going to stop it now, and then I'm going to put the other part because I'm going to do a Patreon episode, and I'm going to include this story on the on the Patreon episode. So tell me. Uh, before, hold on. Before we go, uh, do plugs for the uh, free episode. So uh, you can find me on social media at Slow News Day Show. You can find my uh, morning show, AM Wake Up, uh, on Rockfin and Rumble under the name uniquely AM Wake Up. Slow News Day uh, primarily on Rockfin bunch of stuff that is about to happen first of the year with podcasting 2.0 and, and some really cool things uh uh just all around um please do go check the morning show out it is the best damn morning show on the interwebs we have incredible conversations with all of the people that you're not really allowed to talk to um and a lot of the people that you want to uh are friends of the show and they they pop in regularly uh we've had whitney webb on like eight times this year and she's been scheduled once so that, that's just how it works if you've got downtime you're a friend of the show you want to talk some shit you pop in um so we're fortunate to, to have that environment going on um and yeah get give a look for oh i'm also a frequent contributor on union of the unwanted and uh i am going to be routinely co-hosting the daily wrap-up with ryan christian going forward at least once a week if not a little bit more nice nice i've been on union of the unwanted a couple of times you have you've been on for some of the really weird ones too. yeah dude i don't know why he i don't know why ricky fucking invites me on those like i am the like he's like we're gonna talk about like spiritual shit and then he emails me and i'm like why this one I'm not the not the one for that, but it's a fucking fantastic show. Horns down, folks. Go fucking support a straight white man, won't you? Okay, stop being pussies and faggots and retards and whatever other uh, uh, offensive titles you can think of. Thank you, everybody. If you want to hear Steve's dating story, you're going to have to go to the Patreon. $5 for the Make a Little Money tier, $10 for the Make a Little Molly cocktail tier. Goodbye.